Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Sam, you need to get your dad back on the podcast. He said, these moments don't last forever. He goes, you, you don't think about it until obviously it's too late. Um, but he said, if I could sit down and talk hunting with my dad again, he's, you know, I'd, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. Born with nature, and if you're a believer, born with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Follow Obsession Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another Fall Obsession Podcast episode. Fall Obsession Podcast is driven by our friends over at Ridge Rock Hunt Company, Derek and Lacey and the folks over there. They take good care of us, and I'll give them a shout-out here uh, at the end of our podcast episode. I am Sam with Fall Obsession. I'm your podcast host, and thank you guys for tuning in. Sitting up here, uh, I'm actually at my parents' house on this Father's Day weekend with my dad, Mark. Welcome back to the podcast, Dad. Thanks, son. Hello, podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we are, uh, so we're kind of throwing together an episode real quick. Um, first off, uh, I honestly didn't think that I would have an episode for this Father's Day weekend just with the way my work schedule went this this week and recording schedule on top of that. Um but as I was driving over here, I thought it might be a good opportunity to sit down with you. And, and while I'm while I'm talking about it, too, for our listeners, we're not. Uh, this is a little bit more informal than our podcasts have been uh, recently. We don't have our fancy equipment. I'm just recording on a on my cellular device. And uh, if you hear my kids screaming in the background, well, it's because we're here celebrating Father's Day. But uh, throwing one together real quick, and like I said, I was thinking about some stuff as we were driving over here today. Um, and just want to get you back on here and, and chat a little bit. Um, 
kind of what inspired me, and I know I've, I've already told you this, but I'll, I'll say it again for, for our listeners' sake. Um, we had a, recently one of our staffers, and, and he's a loyal listener to, to the podcast. He's a fellow firefighter. Um, he had his dad pass um, a few weeks, probably just shy of a month ago now. I, I don't remember the exact date. Um, but a week or two after his dad passed, he sends me a text. And they and his, him and his dad were longtime hunting buddies just for, for decades and decades. They, they'd spent time together. They were very close. Um, so it, it definitely hit hard for him, you know, losing his, his hunting partner like that. And he sent me a text again loyal podcast listener and he said sam you need to get your dad back on the podcast he said these moments don't last forever he goes you you don't think about it until obviously it's too late um but he said if i could sit down and talk hunting with my dad again he's you know i'd, I'd do it in a heartbeat and when he sent that to me and I, I thought about it i was like you know we i know we've we've gone on a lot of hunting adventures together you know over the years and hopefully many more to come especially with the the new property that we're on and i know we've talked about that on the podcast before but right. um yeah it's you know you kind of until something like that happens to somebody that, that you know and that you're close to and and you have kind of that more more personable perspective i guess you know it really uh you really don't think about it a, a whole lot and so that that's that's why we're sitting down and starting. Obviously, won't be the won't be the last time that I have you on here, especially with the hunting season we have planned. But um, you know, kind of want to take the opportunity this Father's Day weekend to sit down and talk hunting with my dad. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate what your listener has to say, son. Um, my dad died, I think twenty about twenty two years ago, suddenly. And like your listener said, you know, there's not a day that doesn't go by that I'd like to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and at least have a yeah. conversation. You know, we weren't. He wasn't a hunter. You know, not like us. And right. Um, he did he'd bird hunting, but it didn't take us. So that wasn't a commonality. But we had a lot of things in common, and um, we never shared that. But just to have a conversation and. Like your listener said, it's too late. You know, we wish you could go back. And and your grandma, my mom, died a year ago this uh, this upcoming Saturday. Mm -hmm. So and that that hits me pretty hard too because she lived with us for what five and a half, six years. So you know. yeah. So it's good to be with you on Father's Day. You being a father too of your your two of my grandchildren. So happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, thank you. Happy Father's Day to you. I know, I know. I posted something on our on our social media this morning. Uh, just uh, kind of, I tried to throw together and let our staffers contribute to a Father's Day post, and you know, so I got to, and I still have them coming in. I'm probably gonna have to do a follow up post because some of the submissions I didn't get in time for this morning. But um, they, uh, you know, just seeing pictures of pictures and hearing stories of guys hunting with with their dads or some of our staffers hunting with their kids now you know and it's uh you know i i summarized it briefly for the post but you know the when you have a have a dad that's influential in in getting you started in in hunting you know that uh like many of our listeners surely know that definitely uh it's definitely a special bond you know and i know you know you and i looking back it's like 
we uh we have a lot of a lot like I said at the beginning a lot of memories to look back on some good some bad some <laughs> some not great in the moment and right. we look at them now and laugh but and yeah. and I'm sure we'll have more to come that are good and not great and that we'll laugh about hopefully years from now on another podcast you yeah. know but um and and I know we've we've told stories and stuff before and uh I know many come from where you got me started out there and in Hamilton and I I kind of mentioned that in my podcast with Nick a, a two or three weeks ago whenever that was and you know how I told a story of how like my first trip out there when Mr. Davis took us out there and you know we you shot a couple of those I believe and kind of how that was my my introductory and then going into my my first year the year after that I can only now in my shoes now, I can only imagine how frustrated you were, how long it took me to kill a deer that year. <laughs> well, yeah, two things. When we went out Mr. Davis and I shot that second deer, we were going home, and you looked at me and said, Dad, I like hunting. It sure is easy. <laughs> and we were, we were, you know, we were real lucky because we got two in, you know, in, in that day uh-huh. you know, with Mr. Davis. And, and as you said, first driving on the property, that big field out there, and then one later on. So... But as you know, you more often than not, you come back empty-handed and having missed a shot or not even gotten a shot. So uh, I still remember that. And I remember your first deer, you know, at the SST stand, you and I were together and you shot that doe, you know, big old doe. And so, yeah. you know, those are memories that'll stick in your, my brain and your brain. And um, you said, Wyatt, you know, your son, my grandson, you know, probably go out scouting this year and, you know, sit in the stand for a few hours. Cause you know, at, 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 he's going to be four. Uh, at the end of the month so that's pretty young to be sitting there for hours and hours so get, yeah. get him you know we've got to train him up <laughs> so yeah like you said he's he's four so kind of the plan this year is uh, i mean obviously the meat of our hunting season will be you know you and i doing doing our thing and hopefully get my wife out there too to kill her first deer but um with you know with wyatt he's he's intelligent enough to at least be able to put him in a rifle stand for a couple hours and yep. let him yep. let him experience you know uh, an evening hunt with a few deer out in front of him and catch some fish and throw some rocks and you know, yeah be do, a kid do a boy thing kind of things that's and that's yeah. necessary you know so yeah yeah you mentioned the the sst stand I, I know one of our very first podcasts we ever had episode three you know you and i sat in this room and recorded that one one of our first episodes um but I don't know if we, I can't remember is that my point is I can't remember if we talked about the SST stand um on that property which was kind of a, a unique find I feel like that we had out there that that year yeah. and then kind of putting together a, a makeshift stand in between three trees just with a few two by fours yeah. to make it work and yeah it was a it was a an area that wasn't hunted much one of the guys had put up a an archery platform but it wasn't in a good place and you know deer would spot you as soon as you know you are as soon as i got to the open spot and looked up there you are so right he hadn't had any luck at all and, and you and i happened to you know three trees and put some two by fours across it and then we brush it up every time we go in there and and sit behind it and and um, that was where again we see we see deer there pretty almost every time we sat i know you sat there a lot i hunted there a lot especially after i killed my first deer i, I killed after that first one i killed several deer out right. of that stand right. um and 
I mean, that, that it was a good place. But I think I forget the acronym, but we called it SST. I think for Sam Super Stand or something is what yeah. we yeah. what we wanted to call that. Um, so that's where that comes from. But it, uh, yeah, it was a really good spot. It's probably I'd say probably fifty yards back, farther into the tree line from where that in, where that st- tree stand was, and just in a little clearing back in there, and just kind of a network of trails. Seemed like they met in that clearing and. Yeah. I mean, we didn't do anything special. We we threw up some two by fours every couple months. We'd kind of brush it in a little bit more to stay hidden, and then uh, throw well, some corn on the ground. And of course, the grass would get high, so sometimes it's hard to see the deer because the grass is so high. And there's other times, if you remember, you told me you were sitting there standing, deer would walk right by beside you. Just you know, you could reach out and touch them when they're walking by you. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I do. And I remember in particular there was this one. There was one little spike, like he had to be like a yearling, like he was he was a tiny little deer, but he came out to my left, probably 20 yards in front of me, and he turned, and there, there was a trail. I'd never seen a deer walk it, but there was a trail that literally went from me to you, basically on the other side of the two-by-four, right next to that stand of trees, and, excuse me, they uh, that little spike, he walked right next to me, not three feet from me, just... And never looked at me. Never, I mean, sm- attempted to smell me. I guess I. I don't know. I. I. I can't think that as a, as a ten year old kid, I was that invisible there. But I mean, he never even, never even glanced at me. So he. He was just tiny little buck just cruising through. But yeah, they. They would walk right. I mean, it was kind of in the middle too. They'd walk right by you. They'd be behind you, sometimes, and it was if they came out in front of you that you had the, opportunity to shoot one. So. I still I think we told might have told in that number three episode I'm not sure I don't remember but I know with the Chaka Brown we talked about that you talked about in your past mm-hmm. a few weeks ago um, but uh, I remember one time we finished the morning hunt and remember walking around with our our pattern was we would get out of the stand in the morning get something to eat and then we might walk the property just to see if we might catch something walking around or see something yeah and you, we're walking, and I, I usually would not take a rifle at the time you're a rifle hunter. And I said, t- you know, take yours. And remember, I remember you saying, hey, there's a, there's a buck over there. And I couldn't see it. You know, I didn't have my glasses on. I couldn't see it. And, and uh, I said, where? Over there. By that stand of trees. And so I got down on all fours, and uh, you laid your rifle across my back <laughs> and took that shot. I think I shot twice. I think I missed the first time because he's standing in a mesquite thicket again, or uh, on the other side of a mesquite thicket underneath a couple big oak trees. And I got a, a decent look at him. I tried to make a shot. I'm calm, I, I don't remember there being two holes in that deer. I, I believe I missed because he, but he ran about 50 yards and then he stopped. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if I hit him, and we moved a little bit, and I, I asked you to get down again <laughs> so <laughs> so I could shoot him, and you still hadn't seen this deer that I'm trying to shoot. You're, you're like, where is he? I'm like, he's right there. And you just you just trusted me as a 12-year-old kid and got down. But and, you knocked him down. Yeah, I shot him the second time and dropped him right there. And it was a, it was a little late point, I think. Yeah, like decent, it is a decent deer for a decent little late point, yeah. No, I mean, nothing to write home about for sure, but it was my first... It was my first, uh, like I'd shot spikes and stuff before that little cow horn, but that was my first buck with an actual frame to him. So I was pretty excited about that. And 
um, that then later later on, you know, he was followed. I think the next book that I probably killed was that chocolate, chocolate ten later on. So, um, you know, progressed from there, I guess. But I I remember being super excited about that deer because he was, yeah, he's just a cool buck. I mean, just a cool experience. One yeah. of those things you never you never forget. So. Right. Right. And we had a lot of hogs out there too. I I know we we killed a bunch of pigs while we were out there. Too, or, or at least you did. I, I don't know if I shot as many as you did out there. Yeah. I don't think so. Well, there's hogs everywhere in Texas. So uh, yeah, it's not hard to find. We got a bunch of them out of our, our new place, the Texas Dirt Property now. So there's plenty of hog killing to go around. And I find it interesting. Interesting. I was listening to your podcast with Sarah last week, and uh-huh. uh, I listened to that earlier in the day. And, um, you know, she talks about, and most of your guests talk about their um, upbringing how they got, you ask them how they got into it, and they say my my dad. Usually, just my dad, you know, got me into it. Or, you know, like Sarah said, I want to spend quality time with dad, so I had to hunt. Yeah. And that's how most it seems like most people are brought into the hunting industry, or at least the hunting. You know, the relationships start with your father, probably maybe your mom, but mostly your father. No, that, that, there's plenty of that. I mean, I think every I think every hunter has that, whether it's a their actual father or just a mentor like figure i think that they have i mean pretty much have to have that almost to to start i know uh, granted i do know people that have done this but i know very few that have just decided to to pick it up and give it a try and have used the the online world you know to kind of be their mentor and be their teachers and you know we get asked a lot of questions and um, in our messengers on our social media apps and in the comment sections on our YouTube sometimes about, you know, certain things. And, um, you know, we're, we're happy to contribute as an organization to do our best to, you know, provide knowledge for people and everything. But, but you're right. Most people get that start. I feel like with, with their dad, you know, and it's, uh, it's really cool to be able to, for me at least to be able to look back on it as a kid you know and have those memories but now be building new memories as as an adult soon to have a son of my own coming into the picture with with us and lord willing have three generations you know hunting together will be pretty pretty awesome but um you know you i don't know it's it's just an it's an interesting journey for sure you know and and i think i think that's what it is you know it's uh it's it's a journey it's not a it's not a book with a, you know, a book with a definitive ending or something, you know, it's, it's something that you, you live day by day and you progress through and, you know, you go on the journey of your hunting life with those who have influenced you. Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 and you, you told Sarah last week, I said, you, I'm privileged to hunt on the lease with my dad, which, you know, that's same for Nick and, and Robbie too. Yeah. But, um, and and me with my son, you know, that's for the dads we say with our sons too, because that's a, it is a unique privilege. Even last week, you know, on June 11th, we had a work day out there, and mm-hmm. you and I spent the day out there together, and it was hot. It was you know 100 degree plus, and that's the second, that'd be the first episode of season two of Texas Dirt. But yep. you know, that's that's neat just to hang out together, and you know buying a few hundred pounds of corn and okay we got to pay you know a boatload of money to get the diesel to get out there <laughs> i know it's yeah it's, and, and all but it's it's just hanging out together for the day and you know that kind of thing yeah well and, and i'm watching i'm watching a series right now um and, and not to not to plug anybody else's series I, there, there's no issue with it obviously no affiliation but i'm watching a 
a series that uh, Michael Waddell has right now on the Away Point TV app is what it's called, a hunting and outdoor streaming platform, which our podcast is also on. Um, but he's got a, basically kind of like a lifestyle show, just kind of showing what uh, what he's doing out there on his, his own personal land and his pecan farm that he now owns in Georgia that he lives on. And, you know doing all the work himself and everything and uh you know it it was just kind of it was interesting because you know I, I remember us from watching the monster buck and the bone collector videos and all that you know him hunting with his dad and everything and you could tell that there was a bond there but it's like I, I mean obviously they're filming the show but every single episode his dad is out there working at his place and they're they're building stuff together they're working on stuff together and you know it's just you know it's it's obvious that they're I mean they've continued that you know father-son relationship through hunting in their entire life for their entire life you know and so it's just it, it's cool to see and you know it's I don't know kind of it inspired a few things uh for me that just watching that little series that he's got going on I think it's called Downton Dixie um is what it's called but uh inspired a few things for me and uh maybe even some stuff that we still have in the works at fall obsession that we haven't rolled out yet coming months we might see but well, i remember when you started fall obsession early in the early days one of the uh mission statements if you will was to to carry on the heritage of hunting you know in the generations. so that was part of some of what you had initially come up with certainly it was and, and we had it is we, i feel like we've always had a lot of content on our pages about father you know father son huntings whether it's our you know us coming up with stuff for our staffers sending their stuff in we've we've always had that approach and fall obsession o- over the years where i mean I, I started the blog at this point over 10 years ago which is crazy but um the, those original blog posts and everything but it was uh it, it it's it's been many things over the years and we've we finally found our our niche and built a company around the media production side of it really to be all inclusive of everything um but that that vein from the very beginning of the hunting heritage you know the family traditions and that kind of stuff it still runs strong and Mm. it it, it will continue to run strong through this brand is is my intentions so right right and the evolution i mean you take different fingers you know if you will into the evolution but the, the the foundation is still that heritage and absolutely relationship bonding father son yeah i mean that ultimately like i just mentioned um whether it's a father an actual father or just a mentor figure ultimately that that type of relationship that type of bond that's what hunting is built on that's how hunting's carried on Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's what we're trying to continue through the fall obsession brand right right well dad it's been good to sit down and just chat for a few moments i know it won't be the i know this is a shorter episode like i said it's it's father's day father's day weekend and you know i gotta i gotta go fix an ac <laughs> now at my at my new house but uh um you know wanted to at least take a few moments and for our listeners i know this is a, sh- a much shorter episode than we normally run but um you know wanted to at least you know kind of recognize the not just the Father's Day holiday, but what it means to to those of us who are hunters and to me personally, and obviously what better way than sitting down with you. So, yeah, great, thank you. 
and we'll get you we'll be back on here again soon i i know i know it's i didn't think honestly that i'd get you back on the podcast until closer to fall just because you know i know you're busy with your company and everything and it's your busy season but um i know as we get closer to fall i'm sure we'll be podcasting regularly from deer camp and hopefully with nick and robbie too at some point and i think uh we got some good things coming with yeah, that. We got so. a few work days still to go, and yeah, and, uh, and that'll be good to kind of set us up for more opportunity for this next yeah. year and more success this next year. Yeah, since we've been out there the other day, we've been getting some pictures of a lot of pigs, and some the bucks are just now starting to kind of come into frame a little bit and starting to get a, an idea on what they might be looking like, and got some promising potential from some bucks out there and everything. So. I see us doing at least another kind of preseason podcast, probably, you know, once we have an idea on what deer are where and kind of formulating our hunting season plans, you know, as we draw closer to October and November. So, sounds good. Well, for our listeners, again, shorter episode. And if the audio was not the, the best like it has been, I apologize. And my voice, I lost my voice two three days ago and it's just now coming back today so i'm i'm a little froggy <laughs> not good for a podcast host but um, appreciate you guys listening if you haven't already hit that follow and subscribe button whatever podcast platform you're listening on we're on all major podcast apps our episodes are also available on our youtube channel and on the waypoint tv app i mentioned that earlier that's a, a free hunting and outdoor streaming service they have Uh, hundreds of different hunting and fishing shows on there some of them from pretty big name guys and they also have a bunch of podcasts on there and fall session podcast is one of them so go download that app and start exploring around Um, on our youtube channel we post new videos weekly so be sure you head over there and uh, subscribe normally we do a podcast video i try to do a podcast video for every podcast that's not happening for this one just because it's uh, the quick thrown together style episode but we uh we will be back on the podcast video train next week um fallobsession.com that's our our website that's where you can go to find all of our content like i mentioned earlier we're a hunting and outdoor media production company so be sure that you head on over there explore the hundreds of different topics that we cover in in different forms on there and uh, while you're there pick you up a a t-shirt and a decal Um, we got some new designs that we rolled out this spring that we're trying to move so Um, If you can, help support us. Um, Lastly, Derek and Lacey over at Ridge Rock Hunt Company, they're our podcast sponsors. We greatly appreciate them. Um, If you haven't already, go and check out Ridge Rock Hunt Company. They book hunts. They'll set you up with a trusted and vetted outfitter um, in North America, wherever you guys are looking to go um, for your next hunting adventure. And Derek will work with you to find something that uh, will hopefully be within your your budget and price range. So Ridge Rock Hunt Company, go check them out. Dad, thanks. Appreciate you coming back on. You're welcome. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Love you. Love you too. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for another Fall Obsession podcast episode. Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.